Hey, welcome to the American Hard Enduro podcast brought to you by SRT. Uh, this is episode one. I'm Will Preston with American Hard Enduro, and uh, I'm joined on the phone by Drew Kirby. How's it going, Drew? Uh, going well, man. We uh, had an awesome couple days of riding. We're both in our vehicles headed back to Tennessee. We've been uh, over in North Carolina checking out some of uh, Brushy Mountain Motorsports. Uh, new pro lines they've added. What uh, what'd you think of it, Will? Well, first of all, they got about, I think Tyler said they got 16 inches of rain in a 48-hour period. So needless to say, the all the culverts were washed out on the property. Um, a lot of landslides. They lost a lot of trail. And then a lot of the old pro lines are no longer muddy hills. They're now exposed rocks with boulders, um, waterfalls, just to be honest with you, I think it improved the place. Well, I'm really looking forward to that race coming up August 3rd. So uh, let's talk about what the American Hard Enduro podcast is and uh, what are our plans for it? Well, this is the obviously the first podcast, so we're kind of rookie podcasters. Um, there's, a, there's a few others out there. Nobody is really specifically, you know, talking about hard enduro, especially hard enduro in America. Um, we're going to talk about, obviously, the races that we got going on in the American Hard Enduro Series. We're going to talk about the riders that are taking part in these. And we're also going to talk about um, some of the European races, some of the West events. Um, obviously, Hispania was this past weekend. We're going to talk about Erzberg. And then we're going to talk about some of the races that aren't in the American Hard Enduro Series because Sticks and Stones took place this weekend. So we can talk about that. Well, and, and the other thing we're going to do is we've been getting a lot of questions both on Facebook and Instagram of what are the formats of certain races, um, how long are certain races, how hard are certain races, and how sweet, how should I set my bike up? And so, you know, we're going to let that be driven by the listeners. If you guys have any questions, feel free to hit us up, shoot us a message, and, uh, you know, we'll be happy to talk about it on here if it's uh, something you guys want to know. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure we'll post this on Facebook, and then especially in those comments, ask questions. That'll give us, a, you know, more topics to talk about in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And um, also, we want to thank SRT Off-Road for coming on board. Uh, they've been a big supporter of mine for the last three years, and uh, use a lot of their products, and they're very relevant protection uh, some pipes, brake pads, some other wear items, and uh, I'm glad that Craig Thompson decided to uh, to be our presenting sponsor, and uh, we're very thankful. Yeah, thank you, Craig. That's awesome. So, what, um, I guess, our next really uh, busy season is, is upon us. I mean, we are less than two weeks away from Tough Like Roar in Pennsylvania. Um, I guess there's been a little bit of format tweaking talk to Rob Moan. Hopefully we can actually interview him in the near future to talk about it. What have you heard about how they're changing the format for that race, Drew? I have better details. I'm a little fuzzy on what all we exactly decided, but I know if you do well enough, I think on Saturday, you might be able to miss the Sunday morning race. Does that sound right? Yeah. Or the top 30? I think that yeah, I think that's right. The top 30 get to miss the Sunday morning race and advance directly to the afternoon race. So, yeah, I think that's that's right. But I also think that they 
toughened up that first race. I don't think it's quite as lengthy, but I think that the hard enduro factor is much higher according to what we've you know heard through the grapevine. Well, and, you know, one bummer, we're looking forward to tough like Roar and Punch. Unfortunately, I broke my hand there last year and didn't get to ride much of it. But, you know, one, one, two of the biggest pieces of news coming out is GNCC rescheduled and scheduled over tough like Roar, which is unfortunate because last year's winner, Ben Kelly, uh, won't be there. He's obviously committed to the GNCC series. Actually, the whole podium won't be there because we got Josh Toth and Jordan Ashburn. Right. So it's, it's going to be a yeah, whole new podium. All right, and the other big piece of news uh, got confirmed in the last couple of weeks is Wade Young will also be in Pennsylvania for the Tough Like Roar and several other American hard enduros. And that's awesome because Sherco is our series sponsor, you know, our, our, our title sponsor, I should say. So to have one of the top, if not the top, Sherco rider in the land coming over, he, he did rev limiter. He's yep. confirmed for uh, Tough Like Roar, so – Maybe he's doing the whole the entire American Art Enduro series. Well, we can hope. And uh, we also want to say, like you said, a big thank you to Sherco for being the title sponsor of the American Art Enduro series. And, man, the new 2020s came out a couple weeks ago, and they are looking good. So uh, if you guys haven't checked them out, be sure to look them up. Yeah, and it, it's funny. I think Sherco is really uh, making their mark right now just just this weekend with the small group of guys we rode with, two of the bikes were Sherco 300 factory editions. Yeah, well, actually, on Sunday, we had three Shercos out there with us. Yeah, so, so. I mean, as recently as a couple years ago, it's, it's always orange bikes. So, yep. mixing it up a bit. I like it. Uh, good to see some variety. So, uh, but yeah, we've got two weeks until Tough Like Roar, and then... That pretty much kicks off a race every two weeks through September 1st. And, uh, you know, as these races are coming, we're going to be talking about them, um, either a review of them or uh, what to expect when we're getting there. And hopefully, like you said, in between, you know, that off week, we, we can get on here and, and give everybody answers that they're looking for and talk about the results, talk about, you know, the, the town that we're going to next. I mean, we're going to – Tamaqua, Pennsylvania, here in two weeks. Um, interesting little bedroom community, wouldn't you say, Drew? Uh, it was it was very cool. There's there's not much there, but we we ate at a good restaurant, and so uh, looking forward to going back this year for sure. Um, so I guess schedule an upcoming podcast, and we're going to try to do one of these every couple. So we've been very fortunate uh, that both. Nick Ferringer and Cody Webb have been very receptive uh, and helped helped us out and get this American Hard Enduro series together. Um, and so that's one other thing we're going to be doing is having some riders on, do some rider interviews. Yeah. Uh, you there? Yeah. We we and, we and we're getting a really good base of, of I'd call them friends, uh, contacts throughout the American Hard Enduro scene. Guys out in Arizona, guys in Pennsylvania, and you know everywhere. So. Hopefully, you know, we, we continue to build those relationships and have them on here. And, and you guys can eventually when we're making this thing live, maybe y'all can ask them live questions wow. if that all happens. Uh, maybe something in the future. And we were fortunate enough to let's mention that since you brought up West Coast guys uh, to go out to Enduro Fest right outside of Reno, Nevada and uh, do some filming for that race and uh, really got to know Ty Terrain and 
Max Gearston and some of those guys um, and look forward to having them out east uh, this year for they said they're coming to Tough Like Roar, Battle the Goats, and uh, TKO, obviously. So look, looking forward to that and hope they're still uh, planning on doing those. Yeah, and then the, the Abbots, I don't know if you mentioned them. Yeah, I did uh, not. Destrian, Destrian Cooper and, and Matt Musgroves, who put that event on. I mean, that, that event has so much potential and is really a, a super cool format. Everybody was like, whoa, having the hard race first is, is different, but – you know, he, he's got a vision and he's sticking with it. I kind of like it. Yeah. And, and the other nice thing, and, you know, we can kind of get into this more, is he listened to the riders. Like, the, the three, it's supposed to be a three-moto format in the afternoon, three short motos or 20-minute motos on the short course. And, um, and and it was really hot, really dusty. We were running a little behind on time. And the rider said, hey, what if we cut it down to two, two motos? And he was, man, if that's what you guys want, that's what we did. And so um, it, it's really nice when a promoter – listens to the riders and uh takes their their thoughts into account heck yeah um, but well, what do we want to talk about will we want to talk about tires we want to talk about races what we've been doing what bikes we're on I, yeah let's talk about um you know let's first off let's talk about the races the let's talk about the american Art enduro series what we got coming up okay past tough like roar two weeks after tough like roar is it, where are we going from there? Are we going to Ohio? Uh, we're going to Ohio. It's the Fallen Timbers Extreme at uh, Wildwood Lake Raceway. And then uh, two weeks after that race, I think that's July 20th, is uh, Battle of the Goats, August 3rd, outside of uh, Taylorsville, North Carolina. And then two weeks after that, what do we got? I believe we're going to TKO, even though TKO is not in our series. You know, they're kind of the granddaddy of American Heart Enduros. Um you know, I've, I've done that that race probably more than any other race. And, you know, people travel from all over the country. So TKO is awesome. And it's going to be so different this year with Cody Webb being out with injury. Well, and, um, and not only Cody not going to be there, we're doing a Friday prologue to uh, some set to set the order for uh, how we're starting on the Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon race. So they're, uh, I'm proud of, of Sean Finley and Eric for – thinking outside the box and tweaking things around a little bit. Yeah, that's going to be crazy to just to see how difficult the Friday prologue is compared to, you know, the typical um, Sunday morning hot lap at, yep. you know, the trials training center. It, it, it just, I'm very curious to see how it's all going to go down. Not to mention the number of people that are going to be pre-qualified for the second race that also are going to be doing that prologue on Friday to try to get a better starting spot. It's, yep. it's, it's got a lot of moving parts to see if it all goes smoothly. You know, they, they run that event very well, so I'm sure it'll go down well, but a lot of questions about this, this year well, for sure. And we've already had two or three of the state qualifiers. So I think after sticks and stones this past weekend, we should have, 30 guys pre-qualified for the Saturday second race at TKO. So, you know, that, that list is getting long. And since there are seven state championship qualifiers, uh, 10 guys from each race, there'll be 70 guys pre-qualified. So ho hopefully we can get in on that list. Uh, we need to step our game up. Yeah. Drew and I haven't had to qualify for the, um, we've, we've been, you know, pre-qualified air quotes, pro riders the last couple of years. 
So this year we didn't make the list, so we got to do it the old-fashioned way, which is it's kind of cool. It's kind of like I haven't raced on Saturday in a while, so I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it. Well, and, and you misspoke a little bit. You've been pre-qualified the last two years. I just My first time was last year, and uh, it sure was nice not riding on Saturday. But <laughs> they've, they've, they've set the rules, and if you don't make top 25 the year before, you're back to uh, amateur day. So that's part of it, and uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, or you're you're one of the chosen few. Then, then yeah. you're good. Yeah, exactly. But uh, so then after TKO, two weeks later uh, is the Saddleback Extreme up in Bedford, Kentucky, and that's actually our final race of the year on September first. Um, and, and really excited because we're going to do our year-end awards um, for all of our pro riders, A riders, B riders, C riders, and our women's class. And uh, been gathering some pretty cool stuff. Kenda stepped up and. Uh, each of the top three in the A, B, and C women's class will be getting a tire, and I've got some other goodies we're getting lined up as well. Yeah, and we're working on some unique kind of uh, awards for the overall and uh, actually for the podium in, in all five classes. Yeah, so, so. yeah and, and for the guys, guys that aren't familiar, this year we're doing five classes. Like Drew said, pro, A, B, C, and women. So that's subject to change. Um, you know, maybe someday we'll add age classes – Maybe not. Um, we're, we're just going to – we're kind of playing this by ear. Eric Kudla with the AMA has been super helpful in kind of getting this thing off the ground and, and help guide us a little bit. So, um, you know, eventually this thing's going to grow. Hopefully this can – you know, the, the goal is for this to eventually become a national championship series like NEPG, like GNCC. But – you know, the, the way things work, you have to start very small and take baby steps. Yep. So this, and, this is kind of the first baby step. Well, and we're getting we're getting a lot of really good races that are AMA sanctioned. Um, you know, just one uh, Sticks and Stones out in Kellogg, Idaho, just finished up yesterday. And I think they had over 400 riders compete. Um, and so let's, let's talk a little bit about that. I know – Will just got off the phone with Nick Ferringer a few minutes ago, got some inside stuff and how it was. What uh, what Nick had to say? Well, Nick Nick was telling me that it all took place at a ski resort. So, basically, they had to stage all the riders at 9 a.m. And to, for, for them to get their particular permit for this event, all the riders had to ride up together to the top of the mountain, no, no matter what time their race started. So, they all rode up at 9 a.m., you know, a few miles – few thousand feet of vertical elevation change and then they spent a lot of time waiting around you could get a gondola pass and go up and down in the mountain like that but you know he said it was very logistically challenging especially if you needed you know a toolbox or you name it so and 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 for nick he drove all the way across the country um you know he's gonna be driving back for the next few days but anyways it just it posed some different kind of challenges. He said it was really cool. He said the scenery, the the weather, the terrain was just amazing. Yeah, so, I, I, I would love to uh, to go out there next year. I know that it, it's our it's one true big mountain race we've got. You know, out here we've got some pretty big stuff, but out there I think it's a whole other level. Yeah, I would think that they could have something on the Romaniacs type level as far as just scenery and difficulty so definitely one to keep an eye on oh absolutely and, and he said it was legitimate 
I mean, it was a real hard enduro, and you know everything we've been seeing on on Instagram and Facebook uh, looks like it was a heck of a race. Right on, and, and I guess a pro snowmobiler actually won that event. Um, I can't recall his name. Is it Keith Curtis? Is that right? Ah, uh, that sounds right. I was actually looking it up as uh, as we were talking, but yeah, he's a, he's a local boy out there, and I think uh, from what I heard, he was on the gas. Yeah, Nick said he has he might might have some nuts and bolts loose because the dude was just like fourth gear pinned down some super sketchy rocks, just just hauling the mail so sometimes that's what it takes um i don't have that kind of fearlessness but good good on him for having that and i guess tristan hart got second so tristan's out of canada he's riding a ktm and then um colton haker rounding out the uh the podium followed by max gearston lovable max gearston oh yeah and then um I think Grayson Gonzalez out of Hawaii. So that's quite a well, mix of a, of a podium or a top five right there. Well, and I honestly don't know about the fifth place because we received a message. Uh, we just got out of the woods a couple hours ago, and I saw we received a message that Dustin McCarthy actually got fifth, not Grayson. So I haven't seen ah. the official results, um, you know, and, and maybe they'll get posted today. And, you know, we've been out of cell phone service since about 9 a.m., so – well, and, and Dustin's another one of those just super talented. I think he wrote a lot of Enduro Cross and just a super cool guy. That's another guy we got to meet in Reno. So glad to see him doing well. I mean, absolutely. He He's raced TKO in the recent past. Is that right? I, I don't ever recall because he has these awesome golden locks of hair that come out <laughs> front of the helmet. And I, I don't recall seeing him. And uh, he was another guy that said he's going to come out east and uh, tries hand at some stuff. So we're, we're looking well, forward to all these guys. Maybe what I'm thinking about is Rev Limiter this past year where we saw it down there. Yes, he, he was definitely a Rev Limiter. Okay, so Rev Limiter results are going to be very valid now since we're moving into our second race. It seems like it's been a year since the Rev Limiter, but it's, it's really only been a few months. Um, obviously, Cody Webb won. He's out. Um, yep. So second was Wade. Is that right? I believe it was either Mario or Wade, and we should have the okay. results in front of us. But like I said, we're driving, and uh, we'll work on that in the future. So, and, and it doesn't look like Mario is going to make uh, many of the American Hard Enduro races, um, unless that changes. Who knows with Sherco? Yep. But that, so that puts that kind of opens the door. I mean, it's it's wide open. You've got a lot of good riders like Max Gearston, like Kyle Redmond. Yep. Um, well, like Kyle, the, Kyle, Kyle did not make the trip to Texas, so uh, that's right. Yeah, he'll be he'll be down some points. Um, Quinn Witzel was up there with Max, um, so yeah, I, I think Quinn's going to be. He's focusing on hard enduro this year, so I think he's going to be at all the races as well. And I think Rich Larson, the uh, IRC tire guy, he's he's been uh, he, he did pretty well at Rev Limiter. He did. So, I think I think he was ninth or tenth or eleventh. I, I, again, we don't have the results in front of us, but. Uh, I know he's focused on making it out to the uh, Tennessee knockout this year. It's kind of his focus and one of his goals. Yeah, and then, of course, Mitch Carvel, we get to he, – he comes and he always rides with us the week before TKO. Yep. So he, he can kind of get acclimated to the Tennessee um, humidity and slime on our rocks. It's a little yeah. bit different than Arizona. Oh, no, I, absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't believe how, how much traction the rocks had when we were out in Nevada. It was uh, – 
nothing like we have around here. No, no. But, uh, yeah, so just going to keep this rolling or? Yeah, well, the other thing we needed to talk about, and it's just because the video popped in my head, is the Hispania race. Did I say that correctly? Uh, sounds good to me. All right. And uh, over there, it was uh, almost an all-husky sweep on the podium. What, Graham Jarvis was first, Gomez was second, and Mario was third. Did I get that right? Yeah, I think that's right. And the, the funny thing about that race is it's like moto scoring. So I don't believe that Jarvis actually won any of the three races, but he's the overall champion. Is that right? Uh, I, I know he won the last race. So, and I think because Gomez had the lead going into day three, but I think Jarvis got okay. him on day three. I, I, I think, actually, I think Roman won the last race. If I'm wrong, whatever. Oh, well, that's what I get for being in the woods and not having cell phones. <laughs> so I apologize. <laughs> I just saw the picture. Yeah, but I guess they do like an enduro cross race the first night. Yep. And then they have a difficult race and then it a very extreme race the, the final day. So that is one of those you know, iconic hard enduros where they're racing around that lake and there's videos of bikes going in the lake and I'm sure everybody's seen the video of, of the guy that his bike went down the mountain like a gazelle bouncing out of sight into the trees. Oh yeah, that that was the video like I said that popped into my head. I said we had to talk about that and it was just it was wild. I, I would have been probably crying at that point. And he, I think you told me today that he actually got the bike and finished the race. That's what I heard, or that's what I saw on social media. So hopefully that's not false. And I was thinking, what if you went over there and rented a bike and that happened? I mean, what, yeah. what are the consequences there? I don't know. We, we haven't uh, had the opportunity to do that yet. Maybe that's something in the future. But, oh, I don't want that to happen for sure. Yeah, that, that'd be awful. Um yeah, so um, we got to ride this weekend with Chuck DeLula. He is the ageless wonder that, um, you know, we, we've kind of befriended over the past year. Um, so so Chuck is just riding incredible. Um, he's going to be – he actually got hurt at the Rev Limiter, so he, yeah, he didn't He didn't race it. Yeah, I think he raced Saturday and, like, pulled a, or tore a quad muscle or something like that. It was his calf. Had a big knot pop up in his calf. Oh, muscle. yeah, that's and right. He decided not to race. But he, he made the finals at TKO last year. And in a rule that came out this year, if you make the finals at TKO, you are grandfathered into pre-qualified to Sunday for, I think it is uh, forever. So, for life? Yeah, for life is the way I understood the rules. Now, we could be wrong. Um, I, could, I could see Chuck out there in 30 years in his 80s still yeah. racing and, and kicking – you know, the kids' butts every week, you know, <laughs> every round. Yep. Um, but, yeah, it, it was a good time. We we certainly enjoyed Brushy Mountain the last couple days. And, uh, like I said, got to check out some of their new stuff and really looking forward to that race. Um, so let's shift gears a little bit and let's talk about bike setup. And give me – I didn't really tell you about this. Give me your favorite hard enduro thing on your bike. Favorite hard enduro what? thing on my bike? Set up, uh, like, what's one thing you wouldn't go ride hard enduro without? And oh, this, man. I think it's pretty obvious. Well, I, right now I'm thinking of about 20 different things, but I, I think the gummy tire on the back right now is vital. Um, well, is that what you thought I'd say? Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. So, I mean, to me it was pretty pretty apparent. But 
we started racing. I looked it up the other day. We rode the knockout for the first time in 2014 with a standard knobby tire and a tube. And man, the, the thing, how things have changed in the last five years with the, the development of all these gummy tires. And there's, you know, Kenda is, is what we run. Um, you know, IRC is making a push. Um, and there's some other Dunlop's got one that we, I've never ridden, but I heard it's good as well. So that's, that's definitely, I think, step number one for doing hard enduro. Yeah, and I guess Golden Tire is no longer in existence. Is that right? Uh, I know that Shinko and Golden Tire might have – I think Shinko was making Golden Tire's tires produce And they own the molds. And so Golden Tire switched to a different manufacturer. And uh, so the Shinko actually kept the molds. So you can find some very – golden-like shapes and, and uh, patterns right on Chico tires. And we know several people that run Chico's. Well, and, and what kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with the tire setup is your bib slash tubeless setup. I don't know I don't know yep. anybody that is taking the hard enduro game seriously that's running tubes anymore. No, and I mean, that's uh, I think today we started out with four pounds of air in, in our tubeless setup, and by the end of the day I think I was down to two, and it makes a huge difference to be able to let the air down for pretty much nothing. Yes. So, um, I, you know, that's a f- shameless free plug for tubeless. Those guys need to hook us up. Yeah. Well, hey, we're believers. I think I've got three sets of tubeless on a couple different bikes and wheel sets. And, uh, you know, the only problem with tubeless and most hardcore racers, racers will, you know, testify to this, that if you're driving 12 hours to a race, there is still air and you still can get a flight. Right on. Um, so it's not, it's not fail proof for sure. So bibs are about the only thing that are fail proof, but getting a bib as, as soft as you need it is pretty hard. And That's kind of a um, tricky game. Like that's what happened to Wade Young at Erzberg was his bib was apparently too worn out yep. and it just kind of deteriorated in Carl's diner and, it, I, I guess it, it, it might have cost him a couple spots and possibly the win. Yep. Well, and, and since we're talking about bibs, uh, SRT Off-Road actually has a really good selection of bibs. Uh, they've got some soft ones. They've got a great sizing chart uh, that goes with the Kenda tires. And um, so they actually recommend running a 19, I think it's a 110, 119 bib in a 120 Kenda Ibex. And, and it, it right out of the gate it's pretty soft so i know a bunch of guys using that setup the guys that well, you're more familiar with this than i am but aren't in their pricing really good compared to the high dollar bibs you you have to yeah it's it's they're, they're around 100 bucks they're a little cheaper than michelin i think michelin's around 120 and again i don't buy bibs that often um you know tough like roar I'm thinking about running a bib in the rear because it's got a lot of sharp yep. rocks. Um, kind of not what we're used to down here. They're much pointier. Um, and so I, I'm thinking on Saturday about running a bib in the rear with a gummy tire just because it's a little higher speed and uh, just a little more fail safe. So I haven't confirmed that 100%. I'm going to do it. That's what I'm thinking. About. I got you. Um, I'll probably run tubeless just because it's, it's kind of my go to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's. It's really nice to be able to let the air out of the, uh, the tire. So I, I swore off bibs three years ago at Rev Limiter when I was stuck on a hill, wasn't getting any traction with a, a bib and a, and a Kenda Ibex. And I think you pulled up next to me, 
didn't get any traction and let all the air out of your uh, tubeless setup and wheelie the rest of the way up the hill. And, and that was the end of my race. Yeah, I've, I've had a couple of races where I was at the end of my race and I was like, screw it. I'm just going to let all the air out and see what happens. And next thing you know, you're you just you're getting traction everywhere. And it, it makes the day a lot better if, if you weren't getting traction. I mean, obviously, that's probably not the smartest thing to do. But, hey, if, if you think your day's over, go ahead. Give it a Give it, give it a, a shot, right? Well, I mean, what was the difference today? I mean, in your ride in the first half of the day and then the second half of the day, you dropped some more air. And yep. It was a whole different ride. I mean, traction wise. Yeah, going up some spots that you don't even think you can ride. And then all of a sudden, you're, you're just getting money traction on them. Yeah. So for, fortunate in that regard. So. Um, so, well, I thought, I thought tires would be the go-to, but I mean, you know, there's, there's several other things. And, you know, as we get into these podcasts more, we can talk about other different tips and tricks. And, and again, if you guys have any questions out there, feel free to shoot us a message on Facebook or Instagram and, um, and let us know. And, and, you know, if we get enough questions and enough interaction, we may do a podcast, just questions right. and answers. Um, you know, tell, tell us what you want. Well, and, and that kind of goes into our next deal, which is, our YouTube channel. We've got um, Blake Terry really helping us out. Um, he, he's pretty much any, any video you've seen shot lately. I'm sure you've noticed the production quality has gone up significantly. That's because Blake's filming and editing for us. And um, so I'm sure we'll bring him on to a bunch of these podcasts as well. Yeah. And, and he's got some great ideas on how to shoot and he, man, he carries everything in a backpack on a trials bike and, hops from spot to spot and you know i don't think we we would be where we are right now without having him to shoot the videos edit the videos and uh he's actually brought some some different ideas to us that you know we we hadn't thought of on how to shoot videos and some commentary stuff so big, big shout yeah, out to Blake. and we've got several guys kind of behind the scenes helping us out devin ferguson is a big part of this thing i mean he's he's building the trails that we love to ride and a lot of the videos that everybody's seeing, that's where they're taking place. So, you know, Devin and, and all of his guys, he's, he's got a whole daggum crew of trail cutters. So, I mean, <laughs> people think well, – and, and people shouldn't think that me and Drew are building these trails. We're just, we're just out there enjoying them. Yeah, we, we've been known to help a little, but with uh, we're both married with two kids under 10 each and uh, – Time is not something we have a lot of free free time, but um, but yeah, and, and we're very fortunate. I'm not going to say where we live or where we're riding, but I think most people know, and uh, we've got some good stuff stashed away. So if you're ever right out on. this way, hit us up for sure. Well, so. well, maybe we ought to wrap this one up. Um, I'm I'm almost home, so uh, you know. Oh, well, the sun is shining, the rain has stopped, and uh, I got about 30 more minutes, but. Guys, thanks for listening, and uh, like I said, shoot us any questions you've got, and uh, look forward to doing these in the future and covering some races and talking all the way. Thanks a lot.